parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. We're very excited about this week's special guest, Amber Trueblood. Amber is a licensed therapist, author, podcaster, and mother to four boys. She's an avid reader and learner. Amber curates courses, workshops, and simple self-care tools for women. Since 2019, the launch of her book, Stretch Marks, Amber has written and contributed to articles in national publications, including The Oprah Magazine, Bustle, People, Fatherly, Wedding Wire, Mind Body Green, Good Housekeeping, and Parade. She's been featured in LA Parent and Times of San Diego and provides regular content for both motherhood, maternity, and Mamas Uncut. Amber has appeared as a featured expert on television stations such as E! Daily Pop, KTLA, A Good Day LA. Without further ado, here's Amber Trueblood. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today I have with me Amber Trueblood, and she's going to share from her heart about parenting, routines, and even some things you can do this summer to prepare your kids for summer vacation and things that you can do together. But you've heard enough from me. I'm now going to turn it over to Amber. Amber, welcome. Hi, Stan. Thank you so much for chatting today. I'm I'm excited to speak to your audience and hopefully provide some, you know, some good stuff that they can use in their lives, like in a practical realistic, simple way. That's always my goal. And we, we as parents, we need that. Even though mine are up and grown, I remember we, you know, you need to do those little things to set routines and, and standards for the home. So help us out with that. Yeah. So I, I love to talk about morning routines and I've noticed, you know, I have a podcast as well and every single best-selling author or, you know, these these women that run these giant companies, they all have morning routines that they like live and die by, you know? And I think that a good morning routine has some like really key points. First of all, I would like to say it doesn't have to last very long. It could be something you do every morning that literally takes like six minutes. Excellent. It can be very quick. So I think that's the first like kind of myth I'd like to bust about morning routines because I think it's often an excuse that we use. I don't have time for that. And the the genius and like why having a good morning routine is so powerful is because it actually allows you to have, or at least feel like you have more time during the day because you start your day from a point of like calm and focus and clarity. And also, um, it provides like an emotional reset. So you start the day off from that point, man, and it just dominoes in a good way. We all know how, how it can domino in a, in a not so great way, right? When you start off. Oh, yes, and, yes. You know, and, and you get, you know, the kids are yelling because one of the toilets overflowing. And <laughs> so you got to like jump up in a panic and you deal with that. And then 
you know, and then something else happens and then you step on a Lego and then, you know, the, the toast burns <laughs> in the morning, right? And then you realize you're late for your, your first phone call that you, you know, that you'd scheduled. So meanwhile, you have all this adrenaline and cortisol running and you're just reacting to everybody else's needs or emergencies. And then all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the afternoon, you're exhausted You've you've eaten only what's left over from everybody's plate all morning. You haven't brushed your teeth, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and things just fall apart from there. So taking even just a few minutes every morning and I can give you like the highlights of what what a great morning routine should be composed of. Oh, please, like, please do. Please. Do. I'm, I'm going to rewind, though. I don't like to word use the word should what what you'll benefit from if you you know, if you have these components in your morning routine, you're more likely to really benefit from it, you know? And so I think that, um, and they're very simple, but again, these components are just because they're simple doesn't mean they're necessarily easy to do. You still have to get into a practice of it. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's um, not genius. Like sometimes the genius thing to do is quite simple. <laughs> yes, yes. It, so, it, it is. So I like to say, um, first of all, starting out with um, a smile. And this might sound silly. I call it um, smashing your mornings. So it's it's an acronym because I, I like acronyms so I can remember things. So the S is for smile. And often, you know, many of us, we are like grind our teeth at night, right? Or we even like kind of, we've got our shoulders up high. And even at night, we're carrying this anxiety in our bodies. So smiling is this psychosomatic mechanism where you trick your brain into, into releasing those feel-good chemicals and hormones um, like serotonin and, and dopamine um, as if, oh, you must be calm and happy because you're smiling. So starting off the day, even if it's a fake smile, it doesn't matter. Your brain doesn't know the difference. And there's tons of studies on this. If you If you love researching that kind of stuff and you're listening, go ahead and research it. Um, you, so starting out with a smile, even just 30 seconds, just you know, smile it up, um, as you're taking deep breaths. Um, but air that's, that's my a, so let me go into the second one. So we got the S for the, um, for the smash your morning S is smile. Um, the H is, um, you're going to, oh no, H where you got H two O. Oh, the M I must like, I'm not even smelling smash, right? SM. So the M is you're going to move. So um, it's important to move your body in the morning and in a way that feels good to you. So I'm not saying, okay, everybody's got to get up and do 12 jumping jacks or do a one minute plank or do a dance routine. It could be just a, a stretch. It could be just moving in a way that feels good for your body. Okay. Um, so you're going to want to move. Then you're going to want to take some full, slow, deep breath. So that's air. That's getting air into your body. And as you may well know, I mean, every single, you know, every single meditation routine and yoga, one of the biggest benefits of it is that it, it encourages you to breathe slowly and deeply. Often we're just not even getting enough oxygen to our brain and our muscles throughout the day so right. we're just bouncing back and forth and it's just trying to get through the day yeah yeah and you need that mental clarity you need your body and your brain need oxygen 
to function. <laughs> so if taking five full deep breaths slowly every morning is going to allow you to start your day with that much more mental clarity, that means when you walk into a room, you're far less likely to say, wait, what did I come in here for? What, what, why am I here? What am I looking for? Right. And you, and I've found this because, you know, I had, I have four children. I have four boys. Um, oh, bless your heart. And they were all born within five years and two months. So, you know, when you hear this, like, oh, I have mommy brain, you know, I have brain fog. Um, and, and it's true. You kind of feel like you've lost half of your brain cells for a hot minute. Um, doing a morning routine and having a meditation practice in my life has pretty much squashed that mom brain. You know, it's, I find that I am more likely to remember what I was doing if you're distracted and that often happens, right? You're in the middle of a task and then you get Without distracted. A doubt. But you're setting and, yourself up for, you're setting yourself up for uh, success when you do that. Uh, where you have mental clarity and, you know, when you're running around, I know that, you know, I could get distracted and forget something over here and, and let something go that maybe shouldn't have been let go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So all of those frustrations that can come from um, losing track of what you were doing, losing track, of what you were saying, losing things, period. Um will uh, this just some deep breaths first thing in the morning will actually help. <laughs> I swear it makes a big difference. Um, the other thing I like to say is, uh, so the H, I know we skipped a letter, but I'll go back and repeat, but the H is for H2O. So that is, I always recommend people leave like a bottle of water next to their bed or big jug that you can refill your water cup. Um, I just pour it at night and then it's just sits there all night. And I hope that not too many bugs have crawled into it <laughs> overnight. And, you know, so I'll take a quick look. And then if there's no bugs in there, I chug the water. Um, because often we'll find all of a sudden it's five o'clock at night and you haven't even had any water that day. And you are an you know, you're an animal. You need, wow, you need yes, yes. function. <laughs> and I often find that when you start your day drinking water, you're more likely to um, look for water the next, you know, the rest of your day. And I have lots of, I talk a lot about like ways to set yourself up and know yourself. Are you more likely to drink water if it's cold, if you keep a, you know, a bunch of it in the fridge, or if it's got lemon in it, or if it's in hot tea, you know, set your, or if it's, or if you have, cups, your favorite cup of water, you know, in multiple places in the house, you know, next to the sink, in the bedroom, in your office, if it's there and you're more likely to chug it. Or I like to use these little, um, what is it called? It's like a green superfood, these little effervescent tablets. And I notice if I'll put one of those in a huge thing of water, I'm far more likely to drink the entire thing than to just take two sips and then forget about it again for three hours. Well, I think a lot of us are this way. And it sounds like what you do is you're establishing a routine uh, first for yourself as the parent, getting yourself ready for the day so that then you can go to your kids and do what you need to do with them. Yeah. And you can even, depending on the ages of your kids, you can even explain to them, hey, um, mom, Mommy or daddy, we're, we're doing our little morning routine so that I can show up for you in my best with my best self. So give me five minutes and I'll be right out to you. 
man, modeling to them how you spend your time, then pretty soon they're going to, even if you don't say, hey, I think you should have a morning routine. I find it even more impactful just to do it yourself and show how valuable it is by consistently doing it and communicating mm -hmm. that what your what the value is of it like oh man when I find when I take a few minutes to do this every day God, I just feel more awake I feel more alert I'm more calm I have more kind of patience for everything that that's going to come up during the day you know and then kids see that and they want to replicate and they might just ask you about it um and Baby role model excellent I love it I love it I, I love Stan. One of the things I just have to tell a side story. I love um, I love reading. I'm obsessed with books. And so when the kids were little, I would go out of my way to let them um, catch me reading. So I would just be like in a room, you know, not their room, you know, out and and I would let them catch me reading, you know, and they they would see me physically reading a book a lot. Which you know is not easy to do with little ones running around, but I. But oh, I no, 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 because you're you're wondering what they might be getting into. Yeah, but I made it a priority, and I'll tell you, they are all the biggest bookworms. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. You you like I say you not only establish a routine, but you're you're being a role model. You're taking those positive things that you would do to get yourself ready. And then once you come out to them, you're still being the role model. So I, I love that side story. I think that it fits in very well. Now, I think you had an S you wanted to tell us about. I know, so I skipped it. So I, I realized they did the M out of order. So the S is for smile. The M was for um, mantra. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that. The A was for air. The S was for stretch. That's what it was. And then the H is for H2O. So so I'm going to go back to mantra. And this is where I, I find it really important to have some sort of, I love mantras. So this is basically any sort of affirmation, any sort of statement that's something that you are wanting to draw more of into your life. Okay. And uh, it, what I would offer that people don't have it be something that feels so ridiculously out of reach. It has to feel something that's kind of the next level up from where you are now, you know? So, so it feels doable, but maybe just out of grasp, you know, like just almost something you you're wanting to seek more of or just something that's really important to you. So I'll give an example. That's kind of my go-to, you know, baseline one. If I don't have something, I, I have mantras like in every area of my life. Um, or affirmations, if you'd like to call them that. But um, so I'll say something like, I'm so grateful. Everyone I love is happy, healthy, safe, and together. I'm so grateful. Everyone I love is happy, healthy, safe, and together. And I will say that several times throughout the day. But if you start your day, getting really clear mm -hmm. on what's most important to you, and that's the, the point of this, is to clarify for you in your brain, what's most important to you today? You know, is it that I this love that I love that that is such an excellent thought, Amber. I, I have a little booklet by my bed now at night. I said, you know, what am I grateful for? Mm -hmm. And to put down something every day. And yes, I was a former police officer, tough guy and everything. But I got a book writing down what I'm grateful at, grateful for. And I think that that's important because a year from now, if I'm feeling down as a parent or for any other reason, I can pick that back up 
and look at all those days and all the things that I'm grateful for, and it puts it in perspective that this is just one moment in time, you're not feeling so well, but to know that all these other times, look at what I'm grateful for. I love that. Um, Stan, can I talk about gratitude for a, for a hot minute here? Oh, you go ahead and talk about gratitude, okay. Amber. Go ahead. I love, I love a gratitude practice, and I love what you said that you're doing it at night because going to sleep ending your day in a, in a spirit of, and an emotion of gratitude is so powerful for the, the quality of sleep that you're going to get, the emotional reset that you're going to have during the night and how you're going to wake up in the morning. So that's huge. Sometimes people need even more of a visual reminder and I'll recommend getting like a big mason jar and you can, you know, get colored paper or post-its or cut up copy paper and you put your gratitude, you know, you can write them there and then fill up the jar so that even if you're not opening up and reading it, you just walk by and you see, man, that jar is full of gratitude. Holy <laughs> or you can pick some at random, you know, and read them occasionally. So I like the idea of having even a, a bigger visual reminder because um, some people, some people need that, you know, they, yes. they react to visual clues. Um, so I love that. The other thing I talk about with gratitude is, is going deeper because so many people talk about gratitude right now because it's powerful and it's helpful to our lives, both, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, and psychologically. It's so important. Um, but, and, and I'll say instead of, but um, it's even more powerful if instead of say at night, you're listing off, okay, I'm so grateful for my health and my family and my home and, uh, and the cat or the dogs and, Good night. Boom. You're asleep. You're passed out. That's great. It's certainly better than um, than seething and, you know, being angry mm -hmm. and frustrated and reliving, you know, whatever you felt like you did wrong or somebody else did wrong. Certainly that's better. Great. If you want to take that gratitude practice to the next level, I would encourage people listening to think about this. Two things. Okay. One is the the real like power in gratitude, in my opinion, is when you elicit the emotions of gratitude in your body as you're saying those things. Mm -hmm. And a trick to doing this is to get as specific as possible in your gratitude and to mention the benefit of it. So instead of saying, I'm so grateful for my health, you might say something like, I'm so grateful my body is strong and I and, and because of that, I was able to play soccer with my kids outside. And we had this amazing bonding experience because I felt good physically. And we were able to run around the backyard for half an hour. And that was amazing. Then you, you'll look for those things, too, as you go through the day. You, you'll be looking for them. I mean, you find yourself automatically looking for them. Yes, exactly. So, so ask yourself when you say, oh, I'm grateful for my health or I'm grateful for this home. Um, what specifically about it? today it could be different every single day. And why? Why do you care? Why is that something that you're happy about and grateful for? And when you when you dig in a little bit deeper by answering those questions, you're just far more likely to, I keep getting the chills as I'm talking about this. I, I think you're far more likely to elicit those inner feelings, the emotions of gratitude. And that's what makes such a powerful impact on your body and, and in your life by drawing more. I believe that you draw more um, of what you think about and what you feel to you 
So the more time you can spend in those feelings of like, just it's like soaking it in, like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. Like this, even if it's something simple, the dinner, oh my gosh, the taste of that dinner and that ragu sauce was just like, oh, heavenly. And, <laughs> and just, and it makes me feel loved because my partner spent so much time and energy because they know I love the taste of it. You know, just dig in and, and, and build and emotions, go deep. And so to me, that's, um, an extra kind of amplifier to a gratitude practice. If you really focus in on the specifics and why, why do you care? Why is this something that you love and you value and, um, and really get into the feelings and sit in those feelings as, as much as you can. Man, that was a great interview. I want to encourage you to be back for part two of my interview with Amber Trueblood. In the podcast description, you will find a link to Amber's book, Stretch Marks, as well as a link to her parenting courses. And always, I challenge you to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.